What? I've got to get to Bible study before that. <laughs> they can come in, too. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, by then, we'll all be done with our rants. Mm-hmm. And actually getting to the actual topic that we selected. Yeah, and you know, we might draw a conclusion this time. Hey, we've drawn conclusions on a couple previous episodes. I yeah, but that's a fluke. I think statistically. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think we really need to like have it's a... like, like that like, infinite matter in the universe. <laughs> we might draw a conclusion <laughs> at least once. In the, yeah. The... Conclusion counter. <laughs> The real question is in that infinite repetitions, you know, in the universe, do do we all not draw conclusions or is there like one that side where this podcast always has a conclusion? No, that would be the antimatter universe. Right. I think part of the reason (laughs) the matter universe is stable is that we don't don't draw any conclusions in any of our incarnations. I drew conclusions. (sighs) (laughs) And on that note. Church in (laughs) space. Welcome, everybody, to Church in Space. <laughs> in 3D. Yeah, I know. Okay, hold on. Let's edit that out. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Church in Space. In 3D. And Drew's just thrown off the whole... He, he moved left just a little bit, and the whole universe was thrown off kilter. Yep. Speaking of the universe, ancient astronauts is our topic today. Visitors from other universes to our world. Besides us. Well, the ancient part. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're getting... Well, that's true. Yeah. Right. This isn't a UFO show, right? It's ancient astronauts. So, like... Well, how did they get here? Well, I mean, I'm sure there were UFOs, but, like, we can do modern-day UFOs. <laughs> Let my nerd freak flag fly here. Mm-hmm. A UFO is simply an unidentified flying object. I know. So we're talking alien spacecraft. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We can go over the government videos that they released about six months ago of, like, craft going all the crazy direct. Where they're like, yeah, we don't know what these are. <laughs> they're AI pods. That's what, they're, there's no aliens inside. They're AI pods because... I had to go on a beer run. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, ancient astronauts. I don't think this theory needs too much explaining, but for the listener who maybe does, this theory usually goes that ancient civilizations were visited by aliens at some point, and there's evidence in this either, like, weirdly drawn hieroglyphs, or, like, there are some cave paintings where, mm. like, the people look really stylized in strange ways. The Nazca Plain figure. The Nazca Plains, like, right, where they're, like, they drew these incredibly large line drawings on the ground. And you're, like, well, you couldn't see them except from the air. So who were they drawing them for? Mm -hmm. To everything, like, how did the pyramids get built? Because, like, we really don't know. Old Kingdom Egypt didn't have the wheel or at least a wheel capable of bearing rock that big. So, like, how did they do it? So that's basically the general theory. And from there, science fiction takes this theory and runs with it in various ways. The entire premise to Stargate and its various Mm -hmm. permutations is based off this theory that aliens came and visited humans. That's the main one I can think of. Because Dan is wearing a Transformers shirt. Yeah. Revenge of the Fallen, where they have a giant laser cannon in the pyramids. Right. Yeah. Revenge of the Fallen, right. Fifth element. Fifth element is, right. So it's a good one. Prometheus. Right. And this is kind of like the extreme end of this theory, where like life exists because aliens pooped in the water. Yeah, I think in Prometheus it was that they decayed in the water. Right. Like jump-started the primordial slime. Yeah. Inhumans? Right? With the, uh, it's the Kree, right? Yeah. The whole concept of the Kree and the mutagen that they use, the mutagen mist. Yep. So it's actually quite a popular theory in science fiction. 
It intersects with religion. This is why we talk about it because we are a religion podcast. We are a religion podcast, and it intersects with the religion because people will often read Ezekiel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's always really excited about this topic whenever it comes up because people will read certain pieces of the Bible, especially Ezekiel and the description of the orophim. I think is what they're called mm-hmm. the the wheels within wheels with eyes that are teal-colored and continually spin and occupy their place before the throne of God. Gyroscope protection drones. Right. There's a security force right around. (laughs) I've heard other versions of this where, like, the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire that lead the people of Israel. Yeah. It's the vortex of the flying saucer was right above the pillar. Right, right. And it's the vortex of its magnetic field levitating above the ground. Exactly. Isn't New Jerusalem... I thought you were going to say New Jersey. <laughs> I'm absolutely convinced New Jersey is aliens. Because of topic. That's probably not wrong. I mean, Dan came from New Jersey, so maybe he was infected there. There's this one like train station when Kate and I would live in Youngstown, like New York's six hours away, New York City, and so we would drive to like New Jersey and take the train in from New Jersey because it's easier to like leave your car at a train station in New Jersey overnight. And it will be there when you get it back. It will be there. Well, not just it will be there, but like it like just won't cost money. And I don't want to have a car in NYC, you know. And so we would do that. <laughs> like the train station we would usually park at was this really strange little town in New Jersey that had like chickens wandering around the the train station. <laughs> like there was this one house that had like this big rooster that would like caw at you like every time you like got out of the car. It was like, have I entered a parallel dimension okay. because I crossed the state line into New Jersey? That just sounds like an NPC spawn point. Yeah, it did. It felt <laughs> like, like you're fast traveling. You got to fast travel from New Jersey to New York. It is the proof of the cutting edge physics theory. The entire universe is just a simulation. That is the proof. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know what the town's name is. I just know that, like, it was a real, always a weird town to, like, stop in. Back on topic. So back on ancient aliens. I don't believe this theory. My main objection is that it's it's modern people looking back on ancient people and wondering how they did what they did and yeah. underestimating how much you can do if you have a god, king, and enough people to tug something. Yeah. Especially, like, the pyramids. They're like, how did they build it without the wheel and modern engineering? I'm like, you have no idea how much... A thousand people just using raw manpower can do. Well, and beyond that, I mean, the, the simple machines are what our modern machines are still based on. Right. Mm-hmm. So what Archimedes described over 2,000 years ago, right? they were using to great effect. It, the Egyptian pyramids are a great example. We've found papyrus scrolls with joyously complex mathematical calculations. Right, they're doing like calculus to like, and they did calculus to actually like build these. Math was invented to build these giant structures. <laughs> and to exploit their slaves. Well, except pyramids weren't actually built by right, slaves. They're paid sense. workers. It's a myth created by Cecil B. DeMille in yeah. Hollywood. That I retract my statement. Yeah. That's the other thing that drives me crazy about ancient history sometimes is people are like, Israelite slaves built the pyramids. I'm like, there is 3,000 years <laughs> that separates <laughs> the, the pyramid building yeah. from when the Israelites probably were slaves. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe, I think it's 2,000 actually. The ancient world is incredibly old. <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, we're talking history is defined as when things were starting to get written down. There was right. lots of things happening before right. things got oh, written yeah. down. Right. Yeah. And humans have been living in cities for like 10,000 years. They've been building religious things like that for about that same amount of time. Even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's that city in Turkey 
Yeah, that they just found, right? And so, like, when people are like, the Israelite slaves built the pyramids, I'm like, there was a whole period of Egyptian history between when the pyramids were built and the Israelites were slaves. <laughs> There's a whole zone of history yeah. of a thousand years between, between the pyramids and the, you know, in the period when there were Semitic slaves in Egypt. That's a very different period of history. But that's a different thing. So they're, they're workers, but, like, if you have a million people who are all pulling a rope... You can actually do quite a bit yeah. <laughs> if that's all they do for six months. Right. And they had levers and they had pulleys and they had you know, all right. sorts of things that amplify the force that's going into something. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, pyramids, not a big deal. Yeah. So that's my biggest problem with that theory is that often it's based on like modern people looking at the ancient world and being like, how couldn't they have done it without smartphones? You yeah. know, and it's like, well, you have no idea how ingenious people really are. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get my iPhone out and make sure it's all level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, we're actually pretty crippled compared to our ancient yeah. ancestors. Yeah. Right down to how the ancient Greeks proved that the earth was round, was a sphere. Right. Mm. Again, a combination of math and communication. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's another big pet peeve of mine in history. Columbus thought, everybody but Columbus thought the world was flat. I'm like, no, everybody knew the world was round. That's why he was going that way. Yes. The debate was over how big the world was. And he was wrong. Right. And he was wrong. <laughs> and he, he thought it was faster to get to India going the other way. <laughs> like Dante writes about how the world is round in the 1300s. Yeah. <laughs> it was a well-established principle that the world was round. Yes. There were not really a lot of flat earthers. Until now. <laughs> yeah, until now. This is the era where we've entered humanity's greatest period of ignorance. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, we are due for a dark age. Don't get me started. I got to rant on the dark ages and how they weren't really dark either. But, you know. No. <laughs> like vaulted ceilings, mm -hmm. you know, three crop rotation. Plows, plows yeah, plows, yeah. you know, it was all invented in that Dark Age period. Yeah. And in Islam and in the Dark Age period, they invented algebra. Right. Number zero. Yeah. <laughs> People don't realize <laughs> yeah. how having the actual number zero revolutionized <laughs> math. engineering, mathematics, science. Yeah. So was it aliens who visited and gave us the secret of zero? There's Maybe. the question. Maybe. That's a good question. Or Zero the Hut came, hence the name. Oh, there we go. I hope so. Zero the Hut's not actually a real creature. I'd <laughs> 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 be highly disappointed in God's creation. A lot of politicians, when they open their mouths, they sound a lot like Zero they the do. Hut to me. <laughs> right. They do. But getting back to the ancient astronauts, Dan was talking about it before the prologue, that matter can only organize itself a certain way eventually, even with or without assistance, we would have come to the exact same conclusion, the exact same way of doing yeah, things. Yeah, right. And even like in like scriptural sense, like there's some weird, I agree, like the gyroscopes of heaven are a weird heavenly being. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> okay, so I have two things. First, if you've read C.S. Lewis's Space Trilogy, I've come to the conclusion that possibly the distinction between aliens and angels mm -hmm. might actually be not quite as hard <laughs> as we think it is. You know, like, he brings up that point in his Space Trilogy, the angel beings are these alien beings that live out in deep space. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what they are, is they're not quite are dimensional beings that live out in in deep space. So it's like H.P. Lovecraft's gods. Yeah, basically that's what that's what the angels are in his space trilogy. Or the Asgardians. Right, or the Asgardians. You know, they're these quasi not quite in our dimension, but you can sort of see them. Yeah. They're in another dimension and they're aliens. You know, it's so like I've always kind of thought like, well, what is the distinction between an alien and an angel really? <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. But also like just why can't the spiritual world have a variety of life in it? 
why do we have to reduce it to it has to be aliens? Like, God created a lot of weird stuff on this world, just on this planet. Think about... All the fish. Right, exactly. That's a good... Right, all those weird fish that they find deep in the ocean. Like in the Marianas Trench. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they find it at the deepest points of the earth, and I'm like, that thing needs to be killed. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like, <laughs> kill it as fast as possible. <laughs> so you have this visceral reaction yeah, to like, them. Yeah. Destroy it. <laughs> Before it destroys us. Right. <laughs> the premise of almost every movie of the 1950s. Right. <laughs> and you feel it when I you know, see like, deep sea fish. Yeah, deep sea fish. I mean, think about how weird it, it, this is for a minute that like we know that giant octopus exist because we see sperm whales having like sucker marks on their skin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like there's like one grainy little video of one, mm-hmm. you know, and that's pretty much it we know that all this weirdness exists down there as just one example the joke examples think that the platypus exists it's a weird creature (laughs) made of leftover parts right i stuck a duck's bill on a mammal (laughs) and it lays lays eggs eggs. (laughs) agent p (laughs) you know was clearly something that missed the bug report in creation (laughs) like developer ignored the bug report (laughs) slipped right through quality control alpha simulation we forgot to take this this thing out we'll put it it on the continent where the big bugs and the giant jumping things with skin pockets exist. Yeah, put it on the death continent. No one's going to go there. Yeah. It's fine. This is the things we know about, you know? Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't the spiritual world be just as weird, quite frankly? Yeah. You know, that there wouldn't be wheels with eyes spinning constantly all over the place. Yeah. Isn't that uh, Hermaeus Mora, basically? Uh, he's like floating eyeballs. Yeah. There's yeah. always lots of eyes. I always wonder about, though, that whenever I hear read Ezekiel and Mm -hmm. get the gyroscopes with eyes that are floating around. Mm -hmm. What happens when they get an eyelash stuck in their eye? (laughs) There's lots of questions, right? Yeah. (laughs) Let's take it the practical aspects. Yeah. Wait, now are they just the balls and the sockets or are they full eye? Do they describe the eyelashes? He just says eyes. Hmm. But either way, I mean, you know, they're down there in the Babylonian desert, right. you know, so he's going to have dust blowing their eyes, and they're rotating they're, around. They're wheels spinning within wheels covered in eyes. So I mean, they're like, they're like a visine dream come true. Lens Crafters has got to get on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Business opportunity. <laughs> Boys, our profits are low this quarter. Anybody got an in on this Ezekiel guy? You're right. <laughs> Let's sell glasses. And I'm talking glasses. <laughs> To heaven. <laughs> so you can see clearly. <laughs> you can see the glory of the Lord clearly before it incinerates your very being <laughs> due to its holiness. <laughs> so anyway, these aliens who visited Earth in the ancient know, days. Right? All right, we've knocked out Egypt. Yeah, because Egypt. humans are more than capable, in, capable and inventive. Right. I, don't, I don't quite believe the biblical one because... The Ezekiel stuff? Yeah, the Ezekiel stuff. Because just clearly got some form of mental illness. So you think it was a hallucination, basically, or...? I mean, I think it's a legitimate vision that he had. I just think this is who God works through, you know, as kind of the people we discount, including those with mental illness, you know. So, like, I think he got a legitimate vision. I just think the spiritual world's that weird because I think we live in it so we don't process it. Yeah. But life here is that weird. You know, I've got this bug that drifts into my backyard. It's creepy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even know what it is. I want to smack it. But look. <laughs> <laughs> You know, right. but it makes all a lot right. of noise. Yeah. So <laughs> you know. if, if there is a conclusion, Drew, yeah, like if a, you get nothing else from this podcast, right. please get, get this. this. If an alien does visit Earth 
and it lands like anywhere in Dave's no, proximity, gonna, we keep him away yes. because <laughs> his first inclination is going to be to smash it. Right. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It doesn't look like me. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> right. Unless it's bigger. Yeah. Right. Then run, run, run. <laughs> yeah. no, where's the shotgun? <laughs> you know. Compare that to me, which and my wife has always maintained, and yeah. she's right. If that spacecraft landed in front of me. Uh-huh. I would dive into it as soon as a hatch opened. They wouldn't even have time to get out before I would go in. This no, was our game. Like, I can't remember when it was, but this was our game. game. Like yeah. I mean, we've talked about before. I like I would be, make the worst Starfleet officer because every time, <laughs> every time the Enterprise is like, "Let's investigate this," I'd be like, "Why? <laughs> like, let's just get to where Starfleet ordered us to get to." So the whole part about new life, new civilizations—that's right out. I'm for fine you. if they've ordered me to do it, and like it was on the planned list, but like the. <laughs> You know, like the let's investigate. There's a temporal <laughs> rift in the corners X75 Mark II. Right. Ignore but it. <laughs> <laughs> like, or else we'll get trapped. Like, we got trapped for, what was it, like two months going through the exact same day in that one episode in TNG, you know? Yeah. like. But it was all because they went and investigated it. <laughs> Why? Leave it alone. <laughs> Let that other ship do it. Right. Yes. <laughs> but the thing where they get trapped in the pocket universe that's being investigated by the bigger aliens... And it's like, why go into it? <laughs> that was my entire thought that episode. Like, why not just go around? <laughs> so curiosity is not your friend. No, why no. go around? You go rude. <laughs> right, go around. It's the reason the Catholic Church labeled curiosity a sin in the Middle Ages. You know, I'm amazed we get along because <laughs> we're just total opposites. Yeah. You know, curiosity no, is my driving force, <laughs> and you loathe it. No. <laughs> like, just go around it. Like, humans aren't supposed to know these things. No wonder you want to revisit the Dark Ages. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be home there. Right. You know? it'd be fine. <laughs> Limits of human knowledge. We're good. <laughs> so, in conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, I am not an explorer. <laughs> In conclusion, humans can do whatever the heck they want because, I mean, the phrase for humanity really is just hold my beer. Yeah. Just hold my beer. We'll see yeah. what we'll do. Right. Just, yes, a giant synopsis. Uh-huh. I would say I would dearly, dearly, dearly love it to be true that we were visited by aliens in I the would past. Too. Right. But the reality is we are a backwater planet in the podunk portion of the galaxy. Yeah. It would take a lot of resources to come out here and see us. Right. And until the 1920s, we weren't giving out any signs that we were here. You know, it wasn't until we started beaming out radio waves and then television waves and then microwaves and all the other right. electromagnetic pollution we've been spewing out since then right. that anybody watching and observing from their home planet mm-hmm. would say, oh, there may be intelligent life over there. Right. It's only been like the last hundred years that we've given any reason for aliens to want to come visit. That would be an interesting premise for a science fiction story of solution of the Fermi paradox. That that the reason we haven't hurt, found any intelligent life is because it's all stuck in the middle ages or something like that. And we're the advanced ones. That's a horrible thought. (laughs) That is is exactly a horrible thought. (laughs) Everybody else is thousands of years behind us. And it may, that may well be the case. Yeah, it may well be the case. Cool. That we're the mentors. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> yeah, let's get off of that note, please. <laughs> to the game. Yeah. We don't I can just it. see you like leading a battle charge. You hold up a saber. <laughs> to the game. It's got to be a lightsaber. <laughs> a real one. <laughs> to, the game. to the game. So our, our thing here requires actually a special equipment, a.k.a. a timer. Which used to be done on watches, but Dave is now madly finding the app on his phone. Yep. Who needs watches? 
We don't need no stinking watches. Where we're going, we don't need watches. So our segment today is going to be called uh, A Few Good Minutes. I vote for several. The constraint inspires creativity. So we... <laughs> <laughs> Not with us. <laughs> sure it does. <laughs> we just don't do it. <laughs> All I know is that raspberry thing you just did, I am saving for future effects use. <laughs> we're calling this A Few Good Minutes, and we're calling it A Few Good Minutes because uh, we need a tribute to a person. The actor who plays Uhura, her name is... Michelle Nichols. Michelle Nichols passed away and we think she deserves a tribute yes and so we have three minutes and so i'm just gonna hit start and we're gonna start is that three minutes in total or three minutes per person three minutes in total we've already wasted five seconds i feel so constrained just a second we got to cancel because i set it to three hours Okay. See, this is why we don't do well with constraints. Well, let's see, we're... we have one constraint here, and then the other one would give us enough constraints. Yeah, see, we did all that. We we bought ourselves an extra minute. And so we're ladies fun. and gentlemen, you have just witnessed firsthand why Dave would feel more comfortable in the dark ages. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right, three good minutes. So I will start here in that I think really what's important about her or one of the many things that's important is that it, it proves every one of those people who's like Star Trek shouldn't be political wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. because her very presence on Star Trek was political and there's no way around that. And her presence was political because, you know, there's that famous story about how Martin Luther King himself talked to her and convinced her to stay on Star Trek. Like Mm -hmm. she was going to leave and do another career in like Broadway or something like that. And like, Martin Luther King Jr. himself said she had to stay for the good <laughs> of everybody because she was one of the few competent, intelligent African-American women on television. And so it's like, you know what? Her presence was political. Her presence was political, and it was good politics. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'll, I'll end because it's been a minute and five seconds. <laughs> so to share my time, who wants to go next? She's also, to piggyback of the intelligent part, mm-hmm. she didn't play a romantic interest specifically no that's a good point yeah right yeah contrast that with yeoman rand Mm -hmm. yeah so right yeah her character is there to do her job she's not there to be you know specifically the love interest for any of the bridge officers she's there to do her job get it done and then go on with life yeah and she's fourth in command Mm -hmm. she's on the bridge she is an officer and she is command level so things happen she takes over running the ship she's above sulu and Chekhov. Technically, mm-hmm. yeah. And she's a brilliant linguist. Mm-hmm. They amplified that in the reboot movies. Mm-hmm. But that is her calling. You know? yeah. So yeah. she is brilliant on the show. There's that story of Whoopi Goldberg as a kid. Part of what made her a Trekkie mm-hmm. was when she saw Star Trek airing, it did, just like Martin Luther King told Nichelle Nichols, mm-hmm. It inspired Whoopi Goldberg because she was seeing another black woman. Mm-hmm. And as she yelled, she yelled to her parents, Mommy, Mommy, come look. There's a black woman on TV and she's not a maid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how bad Hollywood was with those stereotypes. Yeah, Nichelle broke that mold. Mm-hmm. And you can see why Martin Luther King Jr. was saying, this is more than you. This is more than your career. You are providing an example that is going to motivate others. And she did. 
Wow. Good job. Wow. That See? was almost straight up three minutes. It was. Good job, everybody. I don't know how I feel about this. See, I told you. Limits inspire creativity. I guess so. Yeah. I know. We don't like it. Anyway, it did hit me hard, so mm-hmm. yeah. I'm glad we talked about it. Yep. Because, three you know, good minutes. When I worked at NASA... Mm-hmm. She was uh, just a few years into her recruitment efforts. Mm-hmm. And even then, she was already making a difference. Yeah. There was so much more to her than people realize. Yeah. Right. It was more than Star Trek, um, but Star Trek was important. Yeah. And we shouldn't discount that. And thanks to King, she realized it and she used it. Mm-hmm. She is one of the people who literally made the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Thanks be to God for it. Mm-hmm. So, on that note. This has been Church in Space. In In 3D! Talk to you folks later. All channels clear, sir. They signal they're leaving.